All right, let's do this. Hey guys, I'm Parker Kane. Thanks for listening to my podcast, Upbeat. I share a lot of motivational stuff and info on social media, music, and entertainment, but I will also be sharing my personal experiences and interviewing all kinds of other people for their stories and their experiences, finding and pursuing what they really love to do. Let's get into it. Hey guys, this is Upbeat. I'm your host, Parker Kane. This episode's a really fun one. I had a blast recording it. I interviewed one of my best friends, Ryan Carr. Uh, and if you've seen any of my music videos, then you have seen his work because he is my video guy. He's an extremely talented videographer. He films for businesses. He films weddings. He does product shoots. He makes movies. He does it all. So if you have any video needs, definitely hit him up on Instagram. It's at Ryan Carr 8 and that's car with two R's and the number eight. So at R-Y-A-N-C-A-R-R-8. Uh, hit him up. He's a really good videographer. And above that, just a super good guy. He's one of those guys that no matter what mood you're in, if you see him at some point throughout your day, he's going to make your day better and he's going to make you laugh. So I'm grateful to have him as a friend. And I'm grateful, of course, to feature him here on Upbeat with me on the podcast. It was a super fun episode. Uh, let me reiterate that it was a super fun episode. Okay. We definitely bring in value and talk about some deep and important stuff as well, but he and I are good friends and we kid. And so this episode, <laughs> there's some more joking. It's a little more lighthearted, but I had a blast doing it and I hope that you guys love it as well. Let me know. Definitely hit me up on the upbeat phone number 208-557-1089 or on the podcast Instagram at upbeatpod at U-P-B-E-A-T-P-O-D. Anyway, I don't want to waste any more time. Let's just jump right into the episode. I'm here right now with Ryan Carr. What's up, buddy? Now, Ryan is one of the best people I've ever met in my life. Stop, dude. How many people you tell that to? None, dude. <laughs> no, seriously, one of the best people in the world. I just want you guys all to know that you're getting into a real treat here. Uh, with having Ryan Carr on the podcast. So appreciate it, man. <laughs> of course, dude. Let's kick it off. Uh, tell us about yourself. What do you do? So, uh, 24, I graduated this July at BYU Idaho with a degree in filmmaking. Born and raised in Seattle, huge Seahawks fan. But now I've lived, well, my family lives in Florida, Southwest Florida. So definitely, definitely love the beach. Nice. Uh, yeah. Nice. We just have sand dunes here, man. Can you say that again? Nice. Nice. Whoa. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> All right. What else about me, dude? I'm just a man out here, dude. We out here. Getting it. <laughs> winning every day. Every day, dude. Dude, actually, I mean, we were talking before the podcast, and I mean, I don't want to jump the gun or anything, but you actually just left the job, right? Because your video stuff is taking off. Yeah, so I actually, legit yesterday was my last day at my 9 to 5 job. I won't say where, but I was a videographer there, and nothing against them, love the company, but just I just have not had time. My personal film business has been taking off so much that I just had no time to be at, in the office editing other videos. Like, just, I, my personal film business has overcome my 9 to 5 day, my 9 to 5 job. day job, so. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Dude, but that's cool. So let's break that down. Where did your passion for film come from? Great question, Parker Kane. People in, the, in their cars listening to this are like rolling their eyes right now. Be like, okay, we, we get it. Everybody <laughs> out there, everyone out there that's listening to this, and I'm sure there are millions because Parker's amazing. Me and Parker, we have, the, we have a different connection. To everyone listening, Ryan and I really are good friends. I would never, ever, ever want another video guy to film anything that I do. Uh, but Ryan, could you tell the listeners kind of like how we met? Like the very first time we, we did something. So Parker was like big in my eyes. Like before I met Parker, I was just like, I was just like, dang, this guy, like I heard of you. I heard you went viral. And I was like, dang, like this guy, this guy's huge. Like that would be awesome to film for him someday. And then one of my buddies in my film class, he's like, oh dude, I just met this guy named Parker. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And he's like, yeah, I'm filming a music video for him, but I don't really know how to. And did you want to team up with me and do it? And I was like, yeah, heck yeah, let's do it. So I helped my buddy film. Parker's music video, uh, Haley's song for my sister. Yeah, yeah, for your sister, and that was the first time I met you. I was super nervous. I I stayed confident. I feel like I was so confident, but I was like super nervous because like, dang, this guy went viral. This is a, this is a big guy. Like, this is a big deal. The video went super good. Turned out amazing. At least like it was awesome working with Parker, and we just kind of started from there. Like, and then I think after that, I 
took head i took the head video directing like spot for like all the rest of his music videos until now well and we if i remember right we had a good talk after that shoot yep and it was just honestly a lot of what this podcast is about about just dream chasing about doing what you love about being in in it for the right reasons that was just so hard for me to find. And so we talked about that and I was kind of <laughs> probably complaining to you mm-hmm. too about uh, some other videographers and stuff that I had uh, worked with in the past. And then we did another project together. Uh, we were, I remember we were doing like a rehearsal at like the Nauvoo apartments in Rexburg or whatever. Yeah. And then an, again, we had that rehearsal, all the musicians went home and then you and I just stayed outside talking for like, for like three hours. For a dude. while, dude. It was like a long time. Sun went down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we just got like deep, man. We were like, you know, this is what it's all about. Something that I've really worked on in my networking, and I should do like a whole episode on this sometime, but finding genuine people, you know, and that's what I want as far as interviewees on the podcast too, like I want to talk to people that are genuine and doing things for the right reason, right reasons. And there are so many people that I've worked with that it's all about money. It's all about what you can do for them. You know what I mean? And they just, oftentimes they expect all that money and they're not even that good, you know? And, and to be honest, (laughs) like no offense, dude, (laughs) give it to me. I, But, but like when we met, I wasn't super impressed with like your video stuff yet, yeah, you know, because I, I, I sucked. <laughs> no, but like we all come from somewhere, okay, Parker? <laughs> I know. I was never. I wasn't born a beatboxer. I was spinning yeah. around the house for nah, years. You were born. <laughs> <laughs> I saw potential in you, and I saw that you were a good guy doing things for the right reasons. And so, no matter what, I was going to pick you over any of the other video guys I knew, just because you had the passion and the drive that they didn't have. And now I can 100% say to you that you're like way better than them. And I really like what you, what you do. And like, you've gotten a lot better at at video and everything that you're doing. Appreciate it. And we've built a good relationship. So now it's just like, what other video guy can top that right now? You know, like they would charge me tons of money. They would be not as good. And I wouldn't have a relationship with them. Dude, it'd just be awkward. It would be. Yeah. It's like, this guy's filming me and he's not Ryan. Would it, okay, if you could pick another career path to attempt, would it, would it be comedy? Comedy? What the heck? Why would I do comedy? Because you're joking the whole way through the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a serious guy. I can be serious. Ask my girlfriend right here. Hey, this is my girlfriend, everybody. Her name... All right, you're going to get a kick out of this. So my name is Ryan. Her name is also Ryan. That is true. Mine's cooler, though. I have two ends. Yeah, but I can get my point across with one end, so... No, he's always joking. Our relationship is just him saying random things and trying to get a laugh out of me. I can be serious though, right? Mm, no, that was a no. That was a head <laughs> shake. That was a head shake, everybody. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. If need be. But I keep the I keep the spirit up. Yeah, uh, I do. Keep it keep things popping. Anyway, so if you could like if you're if you could pick your dream job, would it be video? Yes, like, sir. Okay, so what kind of video? <clears throat> so my dream job would be like filmmaking would be to like um to be a director of photography for a movie as far as so a director of photography is not a photographer he's like the guy who calls the shots he so you have the director of a movie who like directs the actors d- directs everything in front of the camera the emotion the director of photography is the director with all the camera work he directs he captures everything from behind the camera that needs to be put in front of the camera. Like the director does all the actors and stuff. The director of photography captures what the director wants with the ca- all the everything with the camera team and my dream is to to be a head to be the video director of photography or even also a director for big time movies. Like I love action. Avengers dude. That would be freaking amazing. Except for she she doesn't like Avengers dude. Uh. Moment of silence. I like Marvel movies. I just yeah. Let's <laughs> the door. They're just so long, and I fall asleep during movies. So it's just not yeah, the this has been a hard relationship. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like I like action. I love action comedy. I like fun, funny stuff. I love horror. Um, I don't. I want to get just into horror because that can be a dark life. I'm not a dark person. <laughs> yeah. But like. I don't know, just stuff like that. 
I love suspense movies. I love mm-hmm. Liam Nielsen movies like Taken, like non or Unstop, Nonstop, whatever it is. Like I love suspense movies. Yeah. So when, like, how old were you when you first picked up a camera? Great question. I was probably like, probably like five. So the the way when this started, my dad would just always like whip out like the family camcorder, just like filming us playing in the sandbox, like getting sand in my shorts. My sister playing with her Barbies and me taking it, yeah, and blowing it up. But my dad would just like film stuff like that. Ever since I was born, he'd just film all that, and that kind of like. Like, it looked fun. I'd be like, hey, Dad, that looks fun. Can I borrow the camera to go film stuff? And he'd be like, yeah. So I'd just walk around the house filming random stuff. Did you ever see the show The Goldbergs? Mm-hmm. Like, the little kid filming stuff around the house? Like, that was me, straight up Sweet, as a kid. Dude. So I just, like, I started getting creative with it. I'd have my little brothers and sisters, like, like act stuff out. Like, hey, you punch him in the face. Ow, that hurt. Like, it's like mm-hmm. stuff like that. Just like make little funny videos. And then we started getting creative, making little music videos, rap videos. We were the whitest kids on the block, dude. <laughs> and we showed it. <laughs> I could show you the videos. <laughs> but just ever, st- like all the creativity just started from there ever since, um, my, like my dad, like, yeah, stuff like that. So when did you know you were gonna do that as a career it was just a hobby growing up as a kid and then I was like oh like I never connected the dots that I could like do that for a living until high school like my junior year of high school like before that was just a hobby and I was like oh because I didn't think it could be a real job it could be attainable so I just was like oh I'll go into marketing business and I was taking my advanced marketing class in high school and my favorite teacher ever since his day Mr. Hill big shout out to him um, he had us do in an advertising like commercial for a Super Bowl commercial and he had us like go out, make a Super Bowl commercial and then my team designated me as like the video dude like to film it because they knew I liked that. And then doing that for me connected the dots that I could do video as a career because we were making a commercial. So I like for that somehow connected the dots and since then I've just like attacked video. Like I got I learned how to get good at it, all the mm-hmm. basics from it, <clears throat> bought my own gear, like went out and did really good stuff with it and just used it, put it ahead of me as a career choice, not just a hobby. I want this hobby to be my career. Yeah. So why is video important to you? Like what do you think it is about video that keeps drawing you to it? The best way I can express myself is behind the lens of a camera. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. And then, like, what kind of gear do you use? Like, if there's anyone listening right now who wants to pursue video, like, what advice would you give to them? Like, on on <clears throat> gear, but also on, like, route, like, a route to take and a path to follow. Right. So, if you're just doing video as a hobby and you have, like, other, other jobs, other paths that you want to take, like, take what makes you most happy. Like, video, there definitely is a lot of money. And it's not about the money. But if it is for you, there is a lot of money in video, but take the path that makes you most happy. For me, it's video. And the gear that I use right now, I'm rocking the Panasonic, the Lumix GH5. Beautiful, amazing camera. They didn't pay me to say that. <laughs> they no, should. They should. It's a beautiful camera. There's Yo, a lot if of- you're listening, pay Ryan. He just shouted you out. Yeah. I mean- it depends what level of camera you're working with. I mean, yeah, there's the red cameras. Like, obviously, the Lumix doesn't compare to the red. I mean, some say it could, but I mean, it's just literally that kind of camera. It costs as much as a car. Can I afford that right now? Heck no. I can't even. <laughs> I can't even afford a car right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. My car's been in the shop for like a few months now. <laughs> Anyways, I don't even want to talk about that. It gets me heated. <laughs> Dude, we have the same problems. I know man. we do. <laughs> I'm broke too, and I've got car issues. Yep. But anyways, yeah, I love the Panasonic cameras. Yeah, a lot of people say Sony's great, um, Canon's great. I love Canon photography. I love the color out of the lens, but just the I love all the features with the Panasonic GH5. It's amazing. Well, it's done good for all the projects you've helped you've helped me yeah. with. Check out my Instagram. All my videos on there, all from the Panasonic. I love it, dude. So, what's the most rewarding? thing about being a videographer dude you're asking like prime questions right now i'm loving this watching people watch my videos like that sounds weird but like like for example yeah like if i create a video that i want people to like cry to like and i create that emotion from them and they cry watching my videos like that gives me so much energy 
Like if I create a video that's that I think is funny, like I created it to be funny and people are laughing at it, that gives me energy. If I create like a like I don't know, like like right now I'm filming a lot of weddings and when I watch people watch my videos and they like cry from it or just like love it or inspired by it by it, like that gives me energy to create my next video. It's like I make my videos to move other people and to create that emotion for them. That's why I love it. When we first spoke and I said you had it for the right reasons. <laughs> there you go. You're like the most rewarding thing ever is how I'm influencing people. Yeah. But any other video guy that I've worked with probably would have said, oh, because I can, uh, you know, have freedom to travel and make a lot of money and not have to have a boss, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. but like you're doing things for the right reasons. So that's awesome. What's the worst thing about being a videographer i know what it is for photographers around here so i'm just wondering if it's the same <laughs> well I guess, I guess it depends on what like if we're talking weddings wedding videography like the worst part is probably don't ruin your brand or anything yeah no i'm not i'm, try, I'm trying to watch what i say here i i've actually been really lucky i've worked with amazing brides like they've all been they they've treated me like way like when you go into wedding filming or photography, like you're just you always hear like, oh, bridezillas, momzillas. Like, mm -hmm. I've dealt with very few of those, and I've filmed quite a lot of weddings, so yeah. it's actually quite rewarding. But like the worst, like the downfall video, is okay. I think the hardest part, at least for me so far, has been trying to bridge that gap between graduation like getting your college degree and going out to the field where I want to be like I want to be a professional filmmaker like making big time films like on screens but getting that right as I get out of college like that is almost I will never say never that's almost unlikely unless yeah. like your dad's like freaking <laughs> Michael Bay or something <laughs> right. which my dad is not so so I think for me the hardest down the biggest downfall is like connecting that bridge between getting my college getting my college degree and being where I want to be which I mm -hmm. haven't obviously reached that yet but yeah. I'm building those steps to to get to that point yeah dude grinding yeah so I think that's the hardest downfall is you just can't see a, an exact path you just have to make your path and you have to want it make your path and want it yeah I almost feel like that's what I'll title this episode make your path and want it yeah or something like that Something I always like I always get stuck on what I'm gonna title the the episode. Just name it Ry Ry featuring Parkle Parkle. Parkle. <laughs> I don't know what that is. You just took the S off Sparkle. <laughs> Parkle. Dude, I'm gonna call you Parkle now. If you could pick something that's like a myth about being a videographer or what people think is true about you that's not true, like what would that be? A myth, like a stereotype kind of. Yeah, a stereotype like. What's something that people label you as, like when you're a videographer, but that's not really what you are? Like, for example, I had a video go viral, got over a billion views. It's all over the world. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, oh, dude, Parker's like rolling in the dough right now, like super rich, mm -hmm. even though I wasn't. And so it's like people assumed that I was like an internet star and famous and making tons of money. Yeah. And I, that wasn't the case. I was still at that point attending college and like eating ramen with my roommates, you know? Um, in February, I got hired to fly out to Hawaii to film a wedding. And I was there for like five days. Mm -hmm. And I was like, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, when I got that message, I think it was a DM on Instagram. She like, she was like a, a bride. She was a bride that I filmed a wedding at in Florida. Anyways, when I got that message, like I literally ran out of my apartment and took like five laps around. Oh! I was like, what, Hawaii? For five days? For five days. Like I was like, heck yes. Like I'm pretty sure I even lowered my prices a little bit just to make <laughs> sure I get that. Because I was like, I've never been to Hawaii. Yeah. Like, this is a dream, getting paid to travel. That was like my farthest, that's the farthest gig I've flown to. Well, is Puerto Rico farther? I don't know. I've never been to either of those places. Yeah. Well, I went to Puerto Rico a month after that to film for a company for like their business trip. Mm -hmm. So that that's super rewarding, super fun. Um, I will be honest though. Yes, this is probably this could probably answer your question pretty good. It can be sometimes pretty lonely. Like, like let's say like my trip to Puerto Rico, I loved it. It was fun, but 
like I was with this company. They all had their couples there. Like they were loving it. And I was just kind of like a fly on the wall, kind of in the back. Like, yes, I, I won't complain. I was in Puerto Rico. It was fun. But like I was by myself filming all of them. And like if I had like a girlfriend or a wife to take with me there, like, oh, that would be amazing. But like doing it single or doing it alone, it's like that's probably the downfall as at least as of right now. Mm-hmm. But um, besides that, like, like that, just traveling alone kind of sucks. But yeah. but like doing my what I love to do, my passion in different parts of the country and the world, like I love it. Yeah. See, that's a good. That's a really good one because people probably see your Instagram and they're yeah. like, "Oh, he's living the high life. He's, he's traveling. He's having a blast with all his buddies in Hawaii right now, or whatever." And then. Like the reality of it is like you were alone on a flight, you were alone on a layover, mm-hmm. you got put up in someone's house or a hotel room by yourself. By myself. With, uh, like, and the thing is I can relate because I was actually telling some people this just the other day, but like one of the worst feelings in the world <laughs> that I've experienced in doing what I do is like, oh, and we've we've got a, a placement at the table for your wife. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, we, we've, we're we cool with getting you a plane ticket for your wife. Yeah, a plus one. Yeah. Yeah. It's all like almost everywhere that I travel for gigs is like already counting on a plus one for my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, you don't got to worry about that. Dude, I'll be your wife, dude. Take me. I know. But that's the thing is I think we're lonely right now when we're doing those things. Yeah. But eventually, like we'll get to, I think that will be a dream, you know, yeah. doing those things with our wives. That'd be fun. But yeah, like everyone who like looks from the outside, like on my Instagram or something that they're probably like, like you exactly said, like, oh, he's traveling the world. He's going to all these different places. How's he doing it? That looks so fun. It is fun. I'm not complaining. Yeah. No, but like awesome. At times, like it's very self-fulfilling. Like, wow, like this is actually cool that I'm able to do this. But as, at some parts, it's like, oh, like, like I'm by myself. Like I've done so... Like, yes, I'm locally right now, currently in Rexburg, Idaho, but I've filmed, I'm filming weddings like way out of here, like Florida. I'm going, <laughs> I'm going to Houston tomorrow to film a wedding in Houston this weekend. So I'm like, I'm going all over. I was just in, so school just started uh, a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and I've only been uh, in class like, what, like four times out of like the last three weeks because I was in. San Diego, filmed a wedding in San Diego, took a red-eye flight to Denver, filmed a wedding in Denver, Colorado, was back for a couple of days, left to Anaheim to film a conference in Anaheim, and it, from Anaheim, went to Orlando, Florida to film a wedding in Orlando, Florida, back for a few days, and now I'm going to Houston for another weekend. Like, dude, it's just nonstop. It's fun, but it sucks when you're a college student, like full, full-time full college. I'm taking 15 credits right now, dude. I don't know how I'm doing it. I don't know. It's my last semester. Your girlfriend and myself are very upset about that, by the way. How 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 much you've been gone. Haters. Because I finally don't have school. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, yo, I'd love to hit it up with Ryan after work. You've hit me up quite a few and times. Every single time you're gone. <laughs> and just throughout what you were just telling me, your girlfriend was making faces at me like this is gross how much he's gone. Yeah. And I feel bad because like I wanna like be with you guys like I feel bad that I'm like always leaving her like we just started this relationship at the beginning of all this like uh like a month ago like before when all this was just starting and we mm-hmm. started it with me always leaving and here for a few days leaving here for a few days I promise it won't be like that forever maybe but um but me, at one point but at one point she'll just I mean, be with you the whole time which exactly, would be exactly just come with me I'm trying to invite her but she always says no well she's got school no I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> she has responsibilities I know, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, change of subjects. Yes, sir. Kinda. Brah. Brah. What is your biggest accomplishment? One that was really cool is when when you and I had that awesome opportunity to film for Light the World for, through the church. Yeah. Like, that was a huge accomplishment. Like, for their Light the World campaign, we filmed, they were asked us to make a music video. A little Drummer Boy music video, and that was just huge to to say that I was able to, film something for light the world and to like throw light the world on my work like just to throw them like their logo their logo onto my work and just to say yeah i filmed for light the world Mm -hmm. that was really cool um for the church that was a big accomplishment for me too by the way because that was my very first time doing a video where every single sound was me yeah 
So video wise, like, I mean, I was just kind of putting that all on your shoulders, but audio wise, like I've never done an acapella cover, like totally by myself. Yeah. No, you killed it. Thanks, dude. You did too. Thanks. I'm glad we got to film you in the video. Yeah. My first time, my first, uh, that was my debut. Biggest failure. Let's see. I think one of my biggest failures that I was like, it's not, I mean, it's not huge, but I mean, I feel like I almost lost you as a friend in this project. You probably know exactly which one I'm talking about. The drummer boy one? No, dude. What the, bro, that, that, was that was like, good, dude. That's not the one I was talking about. <laughs> the music oh. video. The music video that we filmed about two years ago. It. I thought I almost lost my buddy Parker. That was... That was a tough that one. That was a wreck, dude. That was a, pl- a plane wreck. Train wreck. <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> Same time, dude. Same time. Plane landed on the train, dude. <laughs> yeah, that was garbage, dude. Uh, it was just... And we don't have to say names or anything. We won't. But, but that was... that was. I totally the, know what you're talking about. There were, there were some people in there. Not, not everybody. Particularly one. But we don't want to talk about that. But anyways, it was just... I just felt like it was just obstacle after obstacle that was just unsolvable unsolvable like the guy i don't want to we don't want to say names but like the person who had recorded our audio for us like just it was just a plane wreck and then well and i would even just just the project I mean, itself it was just i wouldn't even say him just because he's new to it or yeah whatever. but like the other one person in the group and this this is a good lesson, okay? Can I go into a lesson? Yeah, people learn. Okay, learn from this, you guys. We have to work in groups the rest of our lives. We have to do it in school. We have to do it in work. We it's, have to work as a, as a family, as friend groups. Like, we have to be in groups. As a relationship? The, <laughs> the rest of our lives, right? And you have to know how to deal with people of all kinds. Like, there's going to be the people that don't say anything and don't do anything. And then there's going to be the people that talk too much and take... T- too much in charge, you know, and make themselves the leader. And, and sometimes they don't want to listen to other people and they think everything they do is right. I mean, we're all, we all know people that think everything they do is right. There was someone in that group that took charge and wouldn't listen to anybody else's The funny thing is it wasn't even her. uh, I'm throwing gender at you now. (laughs) It was not her idea or her project at all. Yeah. 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 It wasn't, it wasn't their idea. It wasn't their project. They, they were just, a part of it, but they took the reins and they they wouldn't listen to other people who had maybe more knowledge or more connections. And so instead of using like professional audio and instead of getting the all the right things we needed taken care of, we had to go with what that person was suggesting, uh, which was not that great. And so the whole project kind of fell apart. Just tanked. Um, so the lesson there is like, don't let uh, an entire project like just go to garbage <laughs> because everyone just lets someone get away with it. Like there has to be really good communication between everyone in the group and everyone's voice needs to be heard. And if you do that, then you're automatically going to find the best way to execute the project. Preach. But anyway, so that is what you would say is your biggest failure. That or like worst project maybe. I'd say that definitely for sure. Worst project. I hate saying that because you were on it. Yeah. But it was definitely our worst project. And the reason why I thought I almost lost you as a friend just because just how it just overall just came down and it was just yeah. Thing is, is I could see that none of that was like your fault. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Yeah. I, thank you. No, we worked. You and I worked good together through that. So <laughs> yeah. it actually probably made us stronger. But I was like afraid that after publishing it or just like after i don't know i just like dang like this might suck in your experience as a student as a videographer what would you say is like the top life lesson you've learned and like a top business lesson you've learned so i would definitely say my biggest life lesson is follow your passions like Mm -hmm. i have a buddy but he he just kind of left college to like pursue his passion which is like singing and stuff like that. Like he's killing it. He's killing it. Photography is killing it. But I think he's more leaning towards singing, which is amazing. Like follow your passions. Like people say, Oh, you want to be a film director? Like how you think you'll be able to do that? Uh, yeah, I think I will. Following your passion is very important. And that's probably a good business lesson and life lesson. Just yeah. overall, a good lesson is to follow what you love doing 
but then when you said what you just said, I was like, yeah, like don't let don't let the haters stop you. Like a lot of the time, people that say you can't do it are just people that wish they were doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I think confidence is so important. Like one business thing that I learned is fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Like that's a real thing. Like, it really is. Yeah. Don't lie. But like fake it till you make it. Confidence. Confidence. And I, I complete honesty when people would ask me like a couple years ago, what do you want to be when you're older? I would kind of doubt myself or I was like, I would say, oh, I want to do stuff with video or but I don't really know. What. Like in my heart, I've always wanted to film movies, but I would like doubt myself or I'd feel that people would doubt me. So I would lack confidence and I would say, oh, I don't know, maybe something with business or something with video. But I wouldn't say I want to be a filmmaker when I'm when I'm when I graduate, when I'm older, like I would lack confidence. But after building my confidence through my work, I was able to grow that confidence to say I want I'm going to film movies. So confidence is key. I I heard this when I was 12 and I think this is very important. One of my young men leaders growing up, he said, don't be good at something you don't want to do. And I feel like that is super important. And I kind of took advantage of that when I was 12. Like I, my mom would say, go vacuum the, go vacuum downstairs. <laughs> but mom, I'm not good at it. No, yeah. I would purposely suck at it so I wouldn't have to do it again. <laughs> so don't take advantage of that. But I mean, if you don't want to be good, if you don't want to do something, don't do it. Don't be good at it. Like pursue something you're good at is where I take from it. If you are not interested in accounting, then don't become an accountant. Yeah. Yeah. Do something you makes you, what makes you happy. And when you do, I talked about this on a previous episode with uh, Bruce, the co-owner of uh, Doorstep, the dating apps. Yeah. Um, and he said, he said it best. I think he said it like the best I've ever heard it, but he, he basically said the most wasted resource on earth is human potential. And then he said, not doing what you love is a disservice to everyone else. I agree. And that when you do what you love, you're actually helping everyone else mm-hmm. because you're providing what your skills are, what your expertise is. Exactly. All right. So, dude, we're going to get deep, okay? Getting deep. We're going to get serious, and then and then we'll talk about Survivor. <laughs> uh, so I'm always pushing the podcast. I'm always asking people what they think of it and trying to get uh, kind of the feel of the audience and um, what they want to hear more of and what they need most, what they need help with. Um, and one thing is for certain, uh, just absolutely for sure, people are struggling internally. Like they hate themselves, dude. They they beat themselves up like crazy, way too much. They doubt they don't believe in themselves. They're hurting. They're discouraged. They're depressed. I'm not going to say you don't get that way, but I will say that you are someone that brightens brighten everyone else's day and you're optimistic and you're happy. And so I think you're a good person to ask, um, like, what do you do to stay upbeat, to stay happy, to stay optimistic, to be that person that brightens everyone else's day? Uh, because um, everyone is struggling. Mm-hmm. And I know you struggle too. I'm not saying like you're perfect, yeah. but like, what do you do to stay upbeat and motivated? Yeah, just to kind of echo what you said. Yeah, I'm definitely, definitely not perfect. Positivity is what makes the world go round. So, like I said, I think it really just starts with my passion of what I do and making, moving people, making people happy through my work. I hate being sad. I hate being down. So, the sooner I push that away, the faster I can move on, uh, the faster, the better life gets. Like, would you say when you are down, it's like a mindset thing and you and you recognize it and then you push it away and you all of a sudden are just like pushing positivity? Or do you like allow yourself to be down for a while and like co- like go through what you need to and mm-hmm. then just like, okay, I'm done, I'm out of it, I'm back to normal, like, you know what yeah. I mean? I feel like a psycho person would just flip a switch and be like, I'm instantly happy again. Like, <laughs> boom, that's gone. No, like it's not yeah. just gone. It It's with you no matter how big or how mm-hmm. hard it was. For me, like the best way I cope with it is a couple of things. Um, I would definitely say just like getting a nighttime, night's worth of sleep. Just like going to sleep, 
next day, usually things are a lot better. Just kind of pushing it behind you. Like, oh, yesterday was yesterday. Today is today. Tomorrow is tomorrow. Like I try not to bring what yesterday entitled into the next day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the best at it, but I try to like leave it all behind. Yeah. And another thing, like just staying motivated, like laying in bed for me all day. I can't do that. Some people, that's how they cope with it. I can't do that either. Some people, that's how they cope with it. And that's what I find. Some people, they stress eat and eating makes them feel better or just whatever it makes you. For me, like going to the gym, working out, like busting through all that, I usually come out, take a nice shower and I feel a lot better. Um, For me, like organizing myself, like organizing my room, my workspace, just my life, organization helps me to stay positive. I feel like a mess if I'm not organized. Mm -hmm. But yeah. It's okay. I want to let people know it's okay to be sad, to feel those emotions, but it's also definitely okay to be happy. It's okay to show show what you're feeling. Don't hide it. Don't bottle it up. But it's also it's also great to be happy. Why not be happy? Right. Well, and as you were speaking, I was thinking of just gratitude. Mm-hmm. You know, like no matter what hard thing you're going through, if you can just take a deep breath and like a step back and look at things from a bird bird's eye point of view and then just try to find one thing that you're mm-hmm. grateful for. It makes it 10 times better. Yeah. Um, and then just serving other people too. I think naturally, yes. like when you're working, you're providing a product for somebody else. Like, mm-hmm. like your business is a service for other people. Right. So like you're naturally going to be like, I think just in a, in a happier place because you're always serving people. Yes, gratitude. Through every every challenge, big or small, like look for something that you can learn from it. Like obviously we all know this, God would never give you something that you can't handle. Like mm-hmm. yes, he gives you maybe more struggles than other people from what it looks like. We all have our differences. But like looking for the reason why that was, why it's in your life, why that obstacle is there. Like it's good to recognize, not just say, oh, shoot, this is the worst. I'm the worst. I can't get over this. But mm-hmm. look, why you have it and what you can learn from it. Well, thanks for going on like that serious journey with me. I just yeah. know a lot of the listeners are yeah. people that always ask me like, how do you stay motivated? You know, yeah. how do you stay optimistic? I'm struggling. I have no money. My life sucks. You know, everyone's yeah. just depressed. And we've all like. we've all felt that way. We all have those times. Uh, the best The best thing I do is just have a lot of hope. And I think ultimately it comes back th- back around full circle to what you said about confidence mm-hmm. because like you were the kid that was like, oh, I mean, inside, I want to make movies. Yep. You know, outside, I don't know what I'm going to do. My life sucks. Like I might just do business. We'll see. Yeah. You get, know, get a degree in something. and then. But do you know how many people I talk to on a daily basis that are like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you you know got to I mean? be confident. Like, you know, inside yourself what you want to do and And if if, and if you believe in it yeah and if you don't know what you want to do yet if you haven't reached that point go out there and find it experiment have fun i was listening to a podcast today from gary vaynerchuk always listening to gary v love him but he said uh when when you're in your 20s like if you're younger than 30 you have a minimum of like a five-year gap uh, mm-hmm. to experiment and do whatever you want with as much risk as you want to take. Exactly. And like up until you're 30, which means even at 30, like between 30 and 35 and that five year gap, like pretty much if you're younger than 35, just do everything with tons of risk and tons of like experimenting and see what you need to be doing. Exactly. Like if you need, if you have been in a certain spot for a few years and you still have no idea what you want to do, change scenery, change location, change people, change people. If you're not finding what you want to do, maybe surround yourself with different things. Like you said, like maybe move apartments just down the road, maybe move cities, move States, change scenery, put yourself in different locations, change your route to work, do something different. One thing I do is I, this is kind of weird thing. Maybe it's not, you're weird. I I mean, this is kind of a weird thing. I don't know. What do you do? I open my phone and I go to my contacts and I just scroll randomly. And whoever it lands on, if I don't know who it is, I delete it. Yeah. And if I know who it is, no matter who it is, I call them. Call. That's pretty. I call them. 
that's pretty i don't do this like, like every day yeah but like when i'm when i'm in a rut i'll i'll scroll through my con- contacts and just kind of randomly put my finger down and whoever it's on i call them and i see what they have to say and what's going on in their life and then usually it's something different that i needed to hear how come you never call me do my number one I don't think my fingers ever landed on you in my contacts. Number two, we're close enough that I'm begging to hang out with you every single day anyway. So. You're right. You're, straight <laughs> up. you're always gone. I'm here for you, but I'm not here. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. Let's talk Survivor, dude. Survivor. I've been waiting all podcasts for this. Yeah. All day for this. Okay. Tonight's the finale. The finale is happening right now, which we don't have to talk about that. Dude, tonight already the finale. Tonight's I'm the, so freaking far ten, behind. Tonight's the finale. Tonight's the finale. Dude. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, I'm like five episodes behind <laughs> because I've been traveling so much. No, it's top five right now, and I think they're doing like the final like two hour show or whatever tonight. You're kidding, dude. What are we doing here right now? We're on a Wednesday night <laughs> dude, in I'm the gonna, studio. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow with no commercials. Oh, and just avoid social media up until then, dude. I'm like the biggest Survivor fan, and I'm not even caught up. What the? You've just been busy, dude. You're right. You're still a fan. I'm still the biggest fan. I miss Denver Bronco games all the time, but that doesn't mean I'm not a fan. You're right. Um, but no, let's talk about it, dude. Why are you so in love with Survivor? So, for everyone out there, I've applied to the show Survivor on the CBS TV network for my, I think, I just applied a month ago for my fourth time. You're going to get it, dude. Dude, I don't know. You hear people on the show. It's like, oh, I've applied 16 times and I finally got in. Dude, just keep applying then. That's what they say. But I've, I just, I don't know what it is. I've watched that show ever since I was a little kid and I've just always dreamt about being on the show. Uh, Like, did you find it on your own or was this like a family thing? Oh, uh, it was definitely a family thing. So okay. as a family, your whole life, you've been watching Survivor. Exactly. Same here. Dude. That's why we're friends. Why aren't you trying to be on the show then? Dude, we all know I couldn't do those challenges, Dude, man. with that attitude, you could not. You're right. My expertise yeah. is not physical, probably. Dude, you have so many people on the show like that. My social game, though, would be gold. That's what I'm saying. People I think, win with that. I th- Well, I mean, true. It's never yeah. the physical threats that win. I feel like my I'm pretty fit, and I'm super active. I played sports my whole life, so I feel like, I don't know how far I'd make it because I feel like I'd be a huge physical threat. <laughs> so, I mean, not huge. I'm not huge. But, yeah, I just ever since with my family, with mom and dad, we've just, my mom, my dad too, but I, I got to give a little shout out to my mom. Like, she's on point all the time with watching the show. Like, her and I go way back always watching it together. My dad so too. she's probably disappointed you're missing the finale right now. Probably. She's probably watching it right now. And I'm, I'm in a disappointment to her. What time is it? It's 8.15, dude. This is like in the middle of the finale, I think. It's, it's going right now. I don't even know who my top three are right now because I haven't been watching it. But, yeah, I've just loved it ever since. I love the activities. I love the challenge. I love the idea of on an island with other random people competing for a million dollars in a social game. Like I think it's the smartest social experiment ever. It's cool. And it's actually, I mean... In my opinion, I mean, there's really no way to tell, but in my opinion, it's one of the, like the the less scripted, yeah, like reality shows, like yeah. The Bachelor. We all know that people are like acting and whatever, people you know, are fake, like oh, just to build their social yeah, media. Yeah, but like on Survivor, people are actually out there to challenge themselves, themselves, and like compete. emphasis on themselves. You know, yeah, no, for real. And I just, I for me. It, I wouldn't want to go on the show for like the glory and the glamour of like, hey, look at me, I'm on Survivor, everybody. Like, it would be in a pers- a personal accomplishment of getting win- a million dollars, win or lose, getting a million dollars, <laughs> win or lose, and just like saying like, I this has always been a goal of mine, mission accomplished. You know, like win or lose. You know what I think? What do you think? Parker? I think if you were on the show, you'd get a lot more camera time than everybody. Because you are pretty darn good looking. That's not true. <laughs> but thank you. But two, you would know all the right things to say to their camera guys. Because you are a video oh, guy. I see what you're saying. So you would know all the things to like sweet talk them and like figure out like what they want to hear. And then you'd get all the camera time. I'm not convinced that the camera guys aren't just like giving people idols anymore. Like, right. Like I think the camera guys are like, yo, Rick, they w- like it's over here. They want to <laughs> they they show and I'll give them a show. 
No, I've had a lot of, not to like sound cocky or anything, but I've had a lot of people tell me, dude, if you're on the show, you'd definitely be a fan favorite. I think you would be, dude. Yeah. You're hilarious. Oh, man. Team Rye Guy, dude. Team Rye Guy. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's my dream, and I'm not going to stop applying until like, I'll be 90, and I'll still be applying. Dude, that'd be sick. Yeah, dude. But dude, I don't. What a story! I've applied nine hundred seventy <laughs> times. I'm finally here. No, the funny thing is, I'm I'll like, I'll tell a lot of people. I'll put on my social media. I'll be like, hey, like, I'm applying again for the fourth time, and they're like, dude, that show's still going. Heck yeah, it's still going, dude. I can't believe. I mean, season I, 38, 39 right now. Thirty eight. I genuinely think that the Survivor viewership is pretty much just diehard Survivor fans now. Yeah. Which is a lot of people. That's why they yeah. keep going. and they're killing it. So. But I think if you're not a Survivor fan, people are like really, like they don't know that show, dude. And yeah. it blows my mind. And it grew up, it started like at the very beginning of our generation, like when we were tiny <laughs> yeah. kids. But I mean, people just kind of forgot about it. And it's like, oh, it's still going. Right. Like, yeah, it's still going. Would you be the guy that gets there and is like, all right, time to build shelter. I some okay. My gameplay would be I would not take leadership at the very beginning, and I would I wouldn't like I wouldn't be like a quiet fly on the wall either. I would just lay low until the merge. I'd lay low. I'd do my best to be a part of like gameplays, but I would and not make, make people laugh. Yeah, I'd make people laugh. Um, I wouldn't do anything crazy. I wouldn't do anything big. I wouldn't make big big money moves until the merge. Like, like, just cause. That for me, that's when my gameplay would come out. That's my plan. That's smart though, because that's when the jury starts being created. Yep. And that's when you have to like start building your resume and find out how to tactfully get people out because they're ultimately gonna be the people that choose you as the winner or not. Exactly. And plus my dream would at least the least to be on the jury. Like I don't want to go home before the merge. Yeah. That would suck. <laughs> what is your favorite word? Favorite word. It doesn't have to be one you say a lot. Just could be a favorite one, like a meaningful one or one that you think is fun to Ooh, say. Meaningful one. I think my favorite word is probably thrive. Nice. I love it. Do you have a least favorite word? No. That's my favorite. No. Oh, that is a super good one, dude. That's I my love least that. favorite word is no. I hate being told no. And you should never tell yourself no. No. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> okay favorite tv show Ooh, obviously the bachelor no i'm just kidding <laughs> survivor survivor covered that one favorite social network platform mm. facebook instagram youtube snapchat mine's definitely instagram i i only use instagram snapchat i don't really use facebook anymore like i'll go on once a week twice a week it's just usually people tagging me. People are always like, in search of videographer, and my buddies will tag me in it. And oh, I'll, I've see, done that. I'll see it like a week later. Yeah, you've tagged me and stuff like that. I'll see it like a week later. But like, yeah, just Instagram, Snapchat. Follow me on Instagram. On a scale of one to 10, how weird are you? Dude, I want to know that answer from you. How weird am I, Parker? And then I'll tell I'm, I'm going to say. Nine. I'd say I'm pretty freaky weird. I just love watching you dance. Dude. That's seen, when you are the weirdest, I feel you've like. You've seen those dance moves. I forgot a question. Yes. Who are your idols and inspirations? Ooh, great topic. I'm glad we came back to this. I mean, my biggest motivator, and this might sound cliche or not, but like definitely my dad. I love my dad. He's always been there through this whole roller coaster of my passion when I've been at my lows, my highs, always been supporting me, my mom as well. But my dad never takes no for an answer. He's his own businessman. He doesn't work for anybody. And mm -hmm. that's not everyone's path, but I mean, he's just created his own path. And I think creating your own path is super inspirational, getting to where you want to go, getting to where you want to be. So my dad has always been my motivator because he's always He's always creating his own path and he doesn't take no for an answer. And this, that's my motivation. My biggest idol and people are going to hate. People go hate. Haters going to hate. I they're, know exactly they're who talking, you're thinking They're behind right you now. back for a reason. That's why they're hating talking behind it's your back. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. But no, my biggest, my biggest idol is definitely Chris Brown. People are going to hate, but I love his music so much. I love his dancing so much. Like, he's my inspiration. I want to dance like Chris Brown. I want to sing like Chris Brown. I want to rap like Chris Brown. I want to be an artist like him. He's, outside of, like, singing stuff, he does, like, 
artistry like he's an artist like spray paint all that kind of stuff like he's a creative he's a creative mind and i love that inspiration behind him he's so creative like yeah yes he has a past people are gonna hate on his past i look past that and i look at just his potential his passions his goals like i love everything about what he does like he's dropping a new album this coming month in june 30 song album. He just turned 30, May 5th. Like, I'm a diehard fan, so I know that. But May 5th, he turned 30. So he's dropping a new album in June, a 30 song album. And Indigo sees Indigo is his album cover or his name. But, anyways, I'm getting nerdy about him right now. But yes, I love him so much and I will always love his music. Okay. Another question comes to mind now. Yes, sir. You are given two options your dream career filmmaking mm-hmm. big time movies i think i might know where this is going or be chris brown's freak dude chris brown's personal do like, this mu- to me. music video producer i'm not even kidding you a dream of mine is also to f- also to film chris brown music videos like would i would be that one i would be so fulfilled either way but i mean i'm sure a lot of people could agree with me a lot of chris brown's music videos are super <laughs> raunchy and I don't like that's not you know, like filming my twerking. style I'm, I'm not trying to film booty out there <laughs> I mean it's all his style I love it but like his newest song is back to love like that music video like super clean I love it I would love to film stuff like that for Chris Brown I would love it but oh, big time movies like that's my ultimate dream cool dude well we'll close on that but thanks for being on the show with me i appreciate it dude i love you ryan i freaking love you too dude (laughs) there you have it a super in-depth interview with one of my best friends and videographer ryan carr at ryan carr 8 on instagram definitely hit him up and if you enjoyed the episode if you're liking the podcast rate five stars leave a good review hit me up on patreon patreon.com slash parker kane This episode is actually brought to you by some of my current patrons, Rhonda Twitchell, Ben Snodgrass, Hadley Workman, Jordan Moore, and Ali Noland. Thank you guys so, so much, honestly, for helping me do this every single week. I hope you know, one, how much it means to me, it means the world to me, and then two, how much of an important role you play you know, in the production of this podcast every single week. It's because of you that I can even make the podcast. So thank you for doing that. I hope I'm delivering. I hope you're loving what I'm making. And to everyone else, thanks for listening. I hope you also are loving these episodes. Definitely let me know. But until next week, keep your head held high, be safe, keep doing what you love, and I'll see you next week.